Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Welcome to another episode of the EMSB podcast. My name is Mark Bergman, and time to talk about the Spogatude hockey program at the Lester B. Pearson High School and its many benefits. So we'll be talking to midget AAA player Cristiano Spedafora on the way. A couple of coaches, too. Nick Romano is with us, as well as Gianni Cantini. And Casey Gagne is the Spogatude coordinator. And Casey, I guess we'll start off by just give us a little rundown of the program. So the program uh, actually been in existence since 2003 as a hockey concentration. And just recently, we've actually um, partnered up with Hockey Montreal Elite, which we're really excited about. It's uh, elite hockey. The, the program's been around since 2003, and we were fostering work at the same time with City Hockey. Uh, we've had great coaches along the way. And now we're where we are right now, presently in 2022, we've actually... We have partnership with the GNT Hockey, which is run by Nick Romano, Gianni Cantini, and uh, Tony Bocchicchio, which are taking care of our, our school program, the Hockey Concentration. And then we have uh, Nick Romano, who is part of Hockey Montreal, as well as Gianni Cantini, which is his team had a fabulous year with the Midget Espoir uh, category with the Hockey Montreal. So Casey, you know, talk to me about the typical um, person that would benefit from the Spogatude program. So the typical person would be a student who's able to manage um, a heavy load in the sense of they have to be organized, focused, uh, disciplined, because they'll be receiving three periods a day as opposed to four. Uh, so it is an accelerated program. Uh, we are looking at the academics because we want to marry the program of the academics with the, with the sport. Um, we want to make sure that we're making the right decision because if we're removing 25% of a, a young student's um, academic day, we really want to make sure we're doing the right move so that we're able to assist them because our goal is to have the kids uh, accelerate, well, finish their high school in five years and offer them the highest level of sport possible. And that's where, again, the Sport 2 program has been very, very successful. So how is the day or the week divided up? Who wants to talk to me about that? How, how the actual, talk to me about the, uh, the schedule and how that sort of divided up between hockey and studies. Typically, um, student athletes um, would go to their classes in the, uh, in the mornings. Uh, I believe classes started at 8 a.m. and kids are dismissed at, uh, I think it's 12.30, four to five days. And then uh, once classes um, are done for that day, they would walk down to the um, to the arena, and depending on their uh, their schedule, they'd have a an hour, an hour and a half practice uh, or game, depending, like I said, on the schedule. Uh, and that happens basically five times a week. So uh, guys are on the ice four to five times, and in between all that, we also have uh, off ice workouts that happen at school uh, to give uh, a little bit of a break. You know, uh, from, from 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 on the ice, but also the uh, you know the component of the off ice is a, is an important one also, uh, and that's what it is. It's Monday to Friday. It's uh, it's intense, a little bit like what Casey said. Uh, you know, students need to be organized, need to be prepared um, in order to be able to uh, to juggle both the academics and the, uh, the athletic part. 
Cristiano, uh, you've been in the program for two years now, right? Yeah. Tell me about the uh, level of intensity, you know, first and foremost, balancing school and hockey. Well, it is pretty intense since, uh, you know, we have five days of school and after school, we're on the ice five days and sometimes even in the gym also. Um, but I think it's it's not too hard to balance since, you know, you get that extra time at home to to finish up your studying or if you have to finish up some homework. So uh, you have as well, like as much time as you have to, to do homework and study. You also have to recover for your sport and, and be ready like physically and mentally, mentally for um, whether you're having a game or practice that day. And tell me about your development, your hockey development over the last two years, where you were two years ago till, till today. It must have been just an incredible sort of experience to, to see you and experience that development, right? Yeah, I've definitely developed um, a lot in the, in the past two years, uh, especially thanks to, to Spalitzud, because like since Lester B. Lester B. Pearson offers Spalitzud, uh, I think that's great because it's, it's like one of the only schools I could have that could offer it unless I go to a French one. Um, and it, it's, it's really, it's beneficial because, you know, you could go to your, your practice or to the gym and still have time to recover. And instead of always being stressed or being in a rush um, to, to, to get your homework done at home. Hmm. Mark, if I may add also is the fact that if, the sport suit, as Danny said, the day does finish at 1230. It allows the kid to, at a at an easier pace, head off to the arena, get their homework done earlier and so on, as opposed to a student in a regular program where they're rushing out of a building at 330 or so, uh, traveling across town to their arena, then off to their their games and so on. It's it's really heavy on the on the child. So we want to keep the kid, you know, in good shape where they're well rested and so on. So that when they're performing in class, we want them to be the best in the class as well as when they're at their sport. So a child who is well rested will better chance they don't get injured. They'll perform better and so on. So that's why the success of the sports program comes in on a young student athlete. Nick, you were telling me that this is sort of becoming the future, right? Uh, yeah, so um, more and more uh, schools and students are looking for that uh, that good balance between uh, quality hockey at school and uh, family life. So I think that's one of the main things that a spotted suit program like ours provides is that um, not only can they can they play hockey during the day um, after their class is done, but at the same time, it's becoming a good level where um, it's a serious option for for players. Who are looking to stay competitive, um, you know, it's, it's so difficult at times to uh, to balance school life, sports, and uh, and leisure time with doing everything at night. That I think a lot of families are looking for an option like this. And and I mean, I think this year there was um, something like 400 teams in high school hockey between all the divisions. So it's it's definitely getting bigger and bigger. Nick, tell me about the Dodge Cup a bit. So the Dodge Cup was for our city teams, and uh, we had a tremendous year. Um, it's the first time I think it's – nobody is, can remember the last time it's happened, but we had five of our AAA teams, uh, well, four of our Montreal AAA teams, along with our Midget Aspar, Johnny's team, which is uh, Montreal and Laval together, um, make the finals. And uh, Johnny's team and our uh, M13 Relev, which is our, our Pee Wee first years, ended up winning. 
And uh, so it was it was incredible. It was uh, all five teams medaled as well as two of our double A teams, which was uh, which is a really great year for us. Nice. Uh, Johnny, talk to me about the level of uh, of, of coaching and, and the level of, of the program as a whole. Well, yeah, uh, I think we're, we're proud to say that the, uh, the quality of coaches um, that we have at uh, Lester B. Pearson is uh, second to none. We have uh, guys who've had uh, lots of experience, uh, whether it be as you know players or, or coaching, and we take a lot of pride into that. I mean, uh, personally, I believe that um, the development begins with having the right people in place to be able to uh, to guide the student athletes uh, where they where they need to be and uh, and show them the way. And like I said, uh, at Lester B. Pearson, we have uh, a group of coaches that uh, have done that and take a lot of pride. And, and if you don't mind, I'll mention them right now. We have Alexandra Donarfio, uh, who was actually an alumni of um, of Lester B. Lester B. Pearson. Spavitsid, uh, who uh, played at Concordia University uh, and has been uh, coaching women's hockey for the last, let's say, four or five years. We have uh, also Dominic Perna, who uh, played the 20 years professional in Europe, uh, had a great career out there, played four years as major junior. We have uh, um, Lino Salvo, who also was a someone who played professionally. And then we have uh, Tony Bukikio, who has over 20 years experience, uh, myself as well, 20 years of experience in coaching. Um, and then we have Mike Filipponi, who runs our goalie program and our off-ice, uh, who's also part of Hockey Montreal and has got a wealth of knowledge. So all that to say that, uh, yeah, I mean, coaching is a big part of it. And we're, we're proud to say that we have uh, a good group and uh, we're happy that we have so far. Amazing. Cristiano, how did the season go? Uh, this year, our season went very well, actually. Um, we ended up um, losing in the semifinals in the playoffs, uh, which sucked to the team who uh, ended up winning the playoffs. Uh, but besides that, we, we had a great year. Uh, we got to know each other well. We went on many, uh, many road trips. So uh, overall, it was fun. And we had a pretty successful year, I could say. What's next? Like, what's the next step for you after this Bogotude program? Are there many avenues? Is there one avenue? How do you see the future in the next uh, in the next couple of years? Uh, well, I'm always trying to keep my doors open to the schools. Um, I'm drafted to get you know the Olympic team um, for the uh, LMH Gym Q. Yeah. So my goal for the for next year's season is to make that team, um, which which I'm trying out for in August. But like I said, uh, I'm always open to other schools if if ever I, I get you know reached out to so Casey what what's generally the avenue like the next step after the after the spogatude program after high school so there's the the students continue either in the CJP level if they want to continue with their sport there's this CJP level uh, sports there's also uh, prep schools there's drafting as well as uh, we do see a group of our kids head down to the states which is also nice but uh what will end up happening is uh, the kids are a little bit, they understand the structure of an intense program because they've been living it for, uh, you know, five years of being in an uh, accelerated program like the sports program right now. So it helps them as young student athletes. I'm going to throw this to either Johnny or Nick and, you know, tell me how uh, coaching has evolved over the last while to, you know, best coach a kid of today in 2022. What are some of the main things that you instill in, in kids of today? 
So, like I said, I've been coaching for 20 years now, uh, and obviously, uh, the game itself has evolved throughout the years. Uh, you know, not only the the approach you take uh, as a coach, but the game itself you know, is a lot faster. Kids are a lot better now than they were you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but the thing remains for me, and, it, and it's you know pretty, it's been consistent you know throughout my whole coaching career, is that uh, you know at the, at the end of the day. Um, these student athletes, uh, you know, they, 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 they just want to know. You know they, they, they want to be informed. Uh, they, they, they want to be guided. Uh, they, they want to be pushed. They, they want to be better. And as a coach, um, you know, it's up to you to find which way works best, uh, depending on the individual. Because um, you know, no matter what, you know, what changes happen during, you know, with regards to the game itself, uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, humans are, are humans and they want to be, you know, respected and they want to be guided in, in, in the right direction. And they want to know that you have, you know, what's best for them at heart. Um, but the, the, the main thing is that, and also, like I said, the students student today are you know, much more skilled. They have a lot more, um, you know, uh, tools available to them, whether it be, you know, skill trainers, the off-ice trainers. Uh, so when it comes to that, uh, that, that's the, you know, the, the biggest change, not the approach. Uh, you know, doesn't really change any sense. Nick, I'm going to ask you the same thing, but uh, Johnny, just on, on that, the players becoming more skilled, and maybe uh, Cristiano can jump in too. Uh, it's just by, for my personal knowledge, has social media made players a little more skilled as well? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think um, I think today's day, social media has a big impact, especially on on uh, like any type of sport because. You know, every single day there's new videos of of professionals posting online or, um, you know, like so, something such as Instagram. There are many accounts which, you know, post how to do certain type of deeks or maybe even like teach the sh- a structure of hockey and it, more than just, um, you know, like stick handling and shooting and analyzing the game. So I think um, social media does have an impact on on player skills today. And, and if you don't mind, uh, Mark, I think social media also has had an impact on coaches as well. Right? Oh, tell me how. You know, so, well, you know, along the lines of, you know, Instagram and, and, and videos being shared. I mean, as, as a coach, you know, you're always looking to get better. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of, you know, uh, you know, looking at other coaches and what they do and what's worked for them and trying to, you know, um, make it appropriate to the level you're coaching in, in your group. But yeah, I mean, whether it be a drill, whether it be a trick face-off, whether it be a, uh, an exercise for, you know, a, a system you're looking, trying to work on, uh, I think social media has definitely had uh, an impact in the uh, development of coaches as well. Uh, yeah, so I, I have, um, because of my role with Hockey Montreal Elite, I'm a, I'm the technical director, so I oversee the coaches. So I have maybe a different view than Johnny and, and Cristiano would have as you know, they have different perspectives. But from what I see, coaching now has become a lot more of a partnership between everybody involved, whereas before maybe it was kind of, you know, my way or the highway. Um, like Johnny, like to Johnny's point, the kids are a lot more educated and want to be informed a lot more of why they have to do a certain thing, whereas before maybe it was kind of do it this way and no questions asked, you know. Um, they're, they're a lot more knowledgeable. Um, also to your point, Mark, where, uh, the social media has played a big part in that. And 
the social media for me in coaching and even in, in skill development where it plays a role is that everybody's sharing. Like there's no, you know, there's no trying to keep secrets for themselves or trying to keep playbooks for themselves. It's uh, it's become a big community of to get better. I have to surround myself with, with better people. And that's what we've been trying to do with, with the GNT uh, hockey concentration with the LBP Kings, as well as the hockey Montreal elite program where, you know, we, Hockey Montreal Elite, we sought out Pearson to support our players um, in their journey to allow them to get the best education possible while combining their sports. So I think I think hockey's evolved into a, a big collaboration between coaches and players and and GMs or directors, and and it, it's become a lot more advanced in that way. Casey, before we wrap it up, I want to bring it back to the education process, and let's not get lost in, in you know in, in the fact that. Um, education is definitely a, a huge priority in this program. For sure. And we are, we offer the highest level that we can, like uh, a young man, like uh, Cristiano, he's in our pre-cal-cal course. We offer high sciences to our students because again, as an academic institution, we're trying to offer as much to our students as possible to keep all their doors open for future steps that they take down the road uh, after they leave Lester B. Pearson and the EMSB. If people are interested in the Sportitude program, the hockey program, where can they go? They could reach out to myself here at Lester B. Pearson High School. The number is 514-328-4442, extension 6. And I will definitely direct them to uh, Nick Romano and Janet Cantini and Tony Pochicchio so that uh, they'll get the information on the sport part. At the same time, I can answer all their academic questions. Yeah, Mark, I just wanted to share on on the, the note that you said how um, social media um, impacts uh, players. Yeah. So this year um, in, in Metropole, my coach actually, he would take clips from our games and clips from um, NHL games and he would compare them and uh, he would send them like as an email and he would ask us to, to watch it. Let's say after school, when we get home, we could, we would watch the videos and see our errors throughout the games and, and how we can improve. So I thought that was cool. Hmm. That's helpful. You can almost do your own, you know, unlike the players of, uh, you know, 15, 20 years, even 10 years ago, you can actually do your own video work uh, at home yeah, exactly. on, on your device. Yeah, I guess all I would say is that, you know, if anybody, any interested players uh, that fit the profile, whether it be for the Hockey Montreal Elite Program or for the LBP Kings, we're always looking for great student athletes. I mean, we have to keep in mind that they are students first. Um, you know, so we really want to, that good combination of students uh, as well as players who want to improve their game. So uh, they can reach out to us or to, to Mr. Gagne. And uh, thank you. Uh, Mr. Casey Gagne, Nick Romano, Gianni Cantini, and Cristiano Spedafora, thank you all for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Mark. You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.